Welcome to the Cricket's Sidecar, where we go a little further into a story of note with the person who wrote it. Here we are again with Chris McGinn, and here we are with Thank You, Sylvia Martin. I have to tell you, I read this piece and it just grabbed my heart. It also, by the way, grabbed the hearts of the judges. You won a number one award for this story for the National Newspaper Association. Sylvia won, I, the, won the award. Exactly. I just wrote her story, but it was such... She had a little help from you. Yeah, well, so, together. It was great. That was I'm just awesome. going to quickly summarize it because I really want to get into it. She, Sylvia Martin, it, it, you wrote a column about a woman um, who really is a, such an important part of the community of Essex and... She's 86 years old, born in 1932, never really left Essex. She's lived here her entire life. She has an incredible view on the town. She taught you so much. And yet everyone knows her and she's never held a public office. Mm -hmm. She never sat on a board or, you know, like an elected office. And yet she is essentially um, this kind of incredibly cherished character in Essex. So agreed. And yet what, what we sort of found was that there was... She's well known, and that's how I found out about her. You know, again, these Essex ways, you know, I was given a tip while I was buying my coffee at the village market. And then there was this, <laughs> like, you know, this all this stuff just happens. But no one, though everybody knows about Sylvia Martin because she's been there so long, nobody had this this story. Like, I don't even think she knew she had this story. You know, as mm. I wrote, we we kind of came together in this sort of awkward but wonderful way of really having no idea wh what was going to come of it. But um, yeah, it turns out that she had a really unique, maybe it wasn't unique, but she had such a vibrant story of childhood in Essex that I wasn't expecting. And, and what was beautiful is she, I think by, re, by telling me her story, she was able to relive it. I mean, you could just watch her getting more and more sort of sparkly as it went on. And, and sort of together, we were able to sort of dust it off and, and send it out into the world and let people see a version of Essex that maybe they otherwise would never have been able to. I, what I found interesting was you had to cycle through many times um, to meet with her. You, this wasn't just a single, you know, sort of sit down with her. She lives in the heart of Essex. You went to her house. And my favorite, I love this little side thing. You had to do what she called the knock and walk. The knock and walk. The yeah, knock absolutely. and walk. Yeah, I mean, yeah. It Explain was, what the knock the and knock walk and is. Walk. Well, to do the <laughs> knock and walk, you go up to her front door and you knock. And then against every like polite instinct in your body, you just open the door and go into her house. <laughs> and that. so I did the knock and walk and I got into the kitchen. And then you hear this voice from the back of the house say, come on in. And so I did. But that was the knock and walk. And I, I must have, you know, Sylvia and I just also enjoyed each other's company. I mean, I probably visited with her, I don't know, maybe four or five times really enjoying all of it um, before the story came and we still get together I'm right now with COVID I have a I have a call with her next week we can't see each other but you know there's been uh, it's nice a friendship has come out of it too she's so. also very involved in um, Facebook on I hear. the Essex notices page <laughs> she's really really active and she's really warm and sweet oh she's so warm and sweet a big comment commenter yeah yeah no um but I, I want to, aside from the fact, and you actually refer to this, that she had this immediate memory. She has this clarity oh. of her childhood that is striking. She has, it's all right there. I mean, I marvel. It's, it's like she can draw it up, dates, people, names, places, flowers, what they wore. Everything is, is, is all right there. One thing that just struck me in a bit of a bittersweet way was that line when she said, I don't have a single unhappy, like her whole child in her entire childhood, 
She has not a single unhappy memory. Mm. It was all happiness. Yeah. Right. I mean, it, the the phot- photography was incredible too. I mean, I th- I'm sure people enjoyed it with the story. Um, these beautiful pictures of the 30s and the 30s mm-hmm. was the, the Great Depression. Right. You know, everyone was poor. Yeah. Sylvia Martin was very poor. Her family was very poor. Flower sack she dresses. talks about well, flower sack dresses. When you first read it, you think flower dresses. Mm. Sorry, not flower no. dresses. Flower sack, as in like the sack of flour you make bread with, yeah. turned into a dress um, that she actually recalls nicely as this warm lovely memory that she and her sister you know played together and and uh you know the windows that they would get like frozen and frosted like literally frosted in the winter time because it was so cold Um, but she doesn't recall these things with trauma she recalls them as these beautiful memories that she cherishes to this day absolutely i mean they were running wild through the woods and they thought it was all great even being the fifth one in the bath with the water was no longer warm they were just happy to be together, happy to be living in Essex. We can learn a lot from Sylvia Martin. Exactly. I mean, and one last thing that I love uh, about her memories too, that I had heard about this, but only academically. And that was the train station on Martin Street behind what is now the town hall. Basically where Memorial Park is, the ballpark behind the town hall was a train station. It was the Essex train station. It was one of three train stations in Essex. The first one was at Myopia Hunt Club, I believe, or around there. Maybe that's technically Hamilton. It is, but I don't know if at the time it was Essex. The second one was at Centennial Grove. Right. That was actually a resort built by the uh, train company to enable people to come and enjoy on a Saturday afternoon. And sometimes 3,000 people would come and enjoy Chebacco Lake for the afternoon. And they'd come by train. And then the last stop was the train station behind uh, Town Hall, which was a turnaround train station. And they had essentially a huge Lazy Susan. (laughs) That's exactly (laughs) what it is. That would get turned around. And it was a big sort of, you know, town activity to watch this happen. And she described sitting and watching the trains get turned around. Totally. Um, and by the way, I'm now realizing I'm mistaken. The Hamilton one was Hamilton. The third stop in, in in Essex was actually right after that. It is. It's right off of like when you come in onto Main Street from Southern. Southern. It's behind exactly. that. Yeah, exactly. And it's where right. I believe there was a shoe factory. That's right. And it was kind of service that area. So let me ask you, where is Sylvia Martin now? Well, I, you know, we, we email Sylvia is still at home because that's, you know, unfortunately going to always be the case for her. But she's extremely, as you mentioned, she's extremely active online and she keeps up with everybody. And she, you know, will email and she'll just comment on enjoying the weather and looking forward to things. And so she's still, she's, she's still hanging in there and she's still bringing a lot of, you know, texture and, and, and story to Essex. Exactly. Exactly. All right. Let's say it together. Thank you, Sylvia Martin. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for listening to this episode of Sidecar. To hear more Cape Ann stories like these, subscribe to the Sidecar podcast from thecricket.com on your favorite podcasting platform.